This is the History of the World podcast with me, Chris Hasler. And this is the History of the World podcast, unscripted. Once again, to another unscripted episode. These unscripted episodes are acting as a buffer between Volumes 2 and Volume 3. So hopefully, come next week, we shall have some positive news regarding when Volume 3 is going to start. Until then, we're going to be doing a few more unscripted episodes just to keep the podcast going. And uh, also, we may have uh, some other developments next week, I'm hoping. Um, We did release a new YouTube video this week on the Akkadian Empire, and uh, particularly uh, featuring Sargon of Akkad in that episode. And it's a YouTube video uh, made by the Study of Antiquity and the Middle Ages YouTube channel. So that's now 10 youtube videos of the history of the world podcast that you can enjoy go and have a look and have a look at all this wonderful imagery that's been used uh, very thoughtfully done uh, by nick barksdale of the study of antiquity and the middle ages check it out if you haven't done so already so the title of this week's unscripted episode is the first day ever Now, that's an intriguing title. It's quite unlike anything we've had previously. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to explore when the first day ever was. Now, so it's a history podcast, so we want to know what this means to us. This first day ever. There must have been a first day. Well, if you read the Bible, then yes, there was a first day. But the big question is, when was it? And... To think that nobody has asked this question before would probably be a little bit naive, wouldn't it? There are surely people that have tried to tell us when the first day was. So in my hand now, I have a copy of the Holy Bible. Uh, The book of Genesis starts with the story of the creation of the world. So chapter 1 of Genesis begins. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. So, for Christians and Jews, this is the story of the creation of the earth. And as such, we could describe it as the first day. But on what date was this first day? 
Now, it might seem on the face of it an impossible task, uh, because there is no date mentioned in the Bible, so how can we know where to go? But the temptation is there, because the book of the Bible, the, the uh, or the books of the Bible, tell a story of a bloodline. And in that bloodline, we are told the ages of the people in that bloodline. So it's very tempting to use that information to try and generate a picture of how long ago this first book of Genesis refers to. Now this would be all well and good if there was only one version of the Bible. The fact of the matter is there isn't one version of the Bible. In fact, if we look at the Greek Old Testament, otherwise known as the Septuagint, then there are definite variations to the story. And if we try to, uh, if we try to write a chronology or a, or or try and backdate to the earliest day, we can suppose that there's around fifteen hundred years difference between the two versions. So already. Our mission to find out when the world began has hit a stumbling block. So if we're going to give a conclusive answer to this question, we have to somewhat agree on the source that's going to be used, and our contemporaries have to agree that that is the best source. Now, one of the biggest problems we have is when we refer to Genesis chapter 5. So Genesis chapter 5... Uh, tells us of the story of Adam's descendants uh, to Noah, who was uh, obviously the main man when it comes to the Great Flood. So if we go to chapter 5, it reads, This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man when they were created. When Adam had lived for 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were nine, uh, sorry, were 800 years and he had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. When Seth had lived for 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh for 807 years and had other sons and daughters, thus all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. When Enosh was lived, or had lived for 90 years, he fathered Kenan. And, and it just goes on like that. So there you have a, an ability to calculate the number of years. However, if we go to other versions of the Bible, this differs radically from uh, one version to another. So the amount of years differs radically so you have to have an agreement between scholars uh, whether it be you know not necessarily today's scholars but scholars of the past who were trying to calculate the first day you have to agree which bible would be the best and it's probably gonna be the one that you're using in your local churches or your local area now in the british isles uh, in the seventh century there lived a man who was a Benedictine monk called Bede and he's often referred to as the Venerable Bede and many people, especially those who 
have read the history of the British Isles will have very much heard of the Venerable Bede. He was uh, very much uh, an author of history and um, he was uh, very, very well respected for his, uh, for his literary works. And he made it his business to try and calculate the first year of mankind. So according to the Bible, he, ca- he tried to calculate it. And he came up with the year 3952 BC. So this was his idea as to when the earth was created. However, this actually went against a previous calculation which was made in the second century by a rabbi called Yossi ben Halafta. Yossi ben Halafta, a man who was born in the modern lands of Israel, calculated that the world was created in the year 3761 BC. So that's about 200 years after the Venerable Bede's calculation. So the, the greatest minds just could not agree as to when this happened. So would we ever know the answer or was, was everyone just taking wild guesses? Would anyone ever have an acceptable answer? Now the debate would gain a bit of traction in the late 16th century, uh, particularly after uh, the Protestant Revolution in in Europe. So it became a, a vital question. Everyone was sort of questioning the, the words of the Bible. So it, it came up again as quite an issue that was open for discussion in the 16th century. And we can, uh, we can look at people such as Joseph Justus Scaliger, who was a French religious leader, even the German astronomer, Uh, Johannes Kepler had an opinion on this and certainly in the 17th century a gentleman called John Lightfoot who was the uh, Vice-Chancellor of the University of Cambridge and an English churchman he would actually state that he believed that the earth was created in the year 3929 BC and he even went so far as to say it was in September Now, this might seem very bizarre to actually be putting a month on it. September, for goodness sakes, what's the significance of September? Well, I'm now going to introduce a gentleman into this story called James Usher. He was born in 1581 and he became the Archbishop of Armagh uh, in the Church of Ireland. Now this man, John Usher, would come up with his own date for the creation of Earth and this would also be um, based on a time of year and the logic behind it was that it was believed that night and day were the same length. Now that only happens during the equinoxes so for there to be 12 hours of light and 12 hours of dark, you have to be near the equinoxes, which are in are in March and they are in September. So hence the reason why September may have been used. And uh, So why not March? Well, the logic behind that one is that because Adam and Eve were granted fruit to eat 
then it must have been harvest time. So then that would point towards an autumnal equinox. So therefore we're looking at that time of year, September. Now the reason why most of the scholars were pointing towards uh, 4000 BC as, as a rough date or, or certainly within the 4000 years BC um, was, was mainly based on the fact that uh, people believed that uh, Abraham was around 2000 years before the birth of Christ and that the creation of the earth was around 2000 years before uh, Abraham's time so and that was based on the numerical texts of uh, the Bible and so it was in the year 1650 that John Usher published the book Annals of the Old Testament deduced from the earliest beginning of the world and he stated in that book that the world was created on October the 22nd, 4004 BC. And for those of you who are interested, that date was a Saturday, which is quite interesting actually, because if we rested on the seventh day, then that makes the seventh day a Friday. And surely it should be a Sunday. Anyway, forget all of that. What we can find is that many Bibles that were produced right up until the 20th century mentioned this date in it as the date of creation. So we can assume then that it was somewhat widely accepted as the date of creation. So there it is, the mystery solved. You can go and tell all your friends now when the first day ever was. October the 22nd. 4004 BCE. Now then, as you all know, we're warming up for the beginning of Volume 3, which I'm hoping will be uh, not too far now, so we'll be hopefully middle of December. That's what I'm looking for, that's what I'm aiming at. So um, I don't think we'll be waiting a lot longer now. It's getting closer, it's getting more exciting. If you want to support the project, you can you can just simply go to the History of the World podcast.com website and click on the Patreon link. And if you go there, you can donate as little as $1 per month and you will become a member of the History of the World podcast Illuminati like so many others before you. Uh, if you want an alternative way of supporting the podcast, then please do rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to us now if you want to watch that youtube video that i mentioned right at the beginning of this broadcast the acadian empire a visual guide to the history of the world podcast episode two of volume two uh, you can actually click through um, to the link on the interact section of the website so if you click on interact and then go down to the YouTube channel, you will see the History of the World podcast YouTube channel there, and you will be able to subscribe and maybe catch up with any new videos that we post on there. I'm hoping that there might be some more activity on that channel in the future. However, 
Um, I've got a lot to sort out before then. I've got um, a lot of technophobic issues with myself to sort out before I can even uh, do that kind of thing. But hopefully I'm going to get some assistance with that. So uh, maybe not long before we have a, a new addition to the content of the History of the World podcast. So we've just got enough time to go through some of the recommendations that have been left on our Facebook page by those kind people who have written those. Uh, Harry Cross has put, This is a brilliant podcast, exceptionally well researched and presented. I regret I found it only 10 days ago, but I've already listened to 10 episodes. Really fascinating so far. Thank you, Harry. Paul Taylor's put very thorough and almost compulsive listening so far. Loved volume one on prehistory. Nancy Jones Gansinger has put, I enjoy listening to this podcast. I like the way that he started back with the Australopithecines and has been going forward. I look forward to hearing what Chris does further in the future. Just got to Clovis Culture, so I have a lot to catch up on. I'm glad I found this podcast and I'm glad Chris decided that it was worth doing. And finally, Sammy Sayad said, uh, I'm currently enjoying listening to this podcast. Very informative, concise and direct. The chronological order helps put things in perspective. I feel like I have to re-listen to the whole show once again and take notes. It could be helpful for me if there is a written summary for each episode or a convert to text option. Thank you, Chris. Amazing effort. Yes, this is one of the hazards, and it's not the first time this has been brought up, is that the when you listen to a podcast, obviously, you haven't got the benefit of seeing the words written. So you you sort of almost uh, like sort of listen to the second-hand word, don't you, and like have to sort of guess exactly what I'm saying. And, uh, yeah, maybe there's uh, grounds for putting some uh, key words on... Uh, the various episodes but that may have to be a project for the future there's only so much time I have to do such things so but I'm always looking to improve the quality of the podcast so I think they're all very good recommendations anyway that's enough for this week we'll be back again next week and hopefully it won't be long before the beginning of volume three so until next week have a fantastic week everybody The History of the World podcast is available on many different podcast platforms. So please don't forget to rate and review us wherever you find us. Visit our website at historyoftheworldpodcast.com and email us at historyoftheworldpodcast at mail.com. Support the podcast at Patreon by clicking the Support the Podcast link at our website and join us on social media at Facebook, Twitter and Tumblr.